0: How are we doing? So this week we've got a special guest with us and we're going to be talking about something we've not talked about before. Uh, I'm going to let her introduce herself and then we'll get started.
1: Hi, my name's Paige. I'm currently running the Dedicated Wellbeing page on Instagram um, as part of the Dedicated brand. This encompasses everything, mental health, positivity, uh, mindfulness, any hints hints or tips to help each other. Um, Today we're going to be talking about stress why we might get stressed, any symptoms, what might be our triggers, how we might manage them, and ultimately positives that might come away from stress.
0: So the reason we want to talk about stress is because it does affect pretty much all of us in one way or another, whether it's direct or indirect. You know, a lot of a lot of it might be subconscious, you might not realize it's happening, but the symptoms will definitely be there. And especially with what we do as well, whether that affects your training, your nutrition it can affect cravings and that's usually a big one for a lot of people it can affect sleep again it's another big one and obviously knock on effect of that is usually rest recovery and ultimately ends up hitting the mindset um, and that can affect you with your day-to-day stuff you know pretty much everything that you do mm-hmm. now usually what we see there's there's usually two ends of the spectrum when it comes to the symptoms of stress so you can get people like myself you know i'll be honest here um i used to be a bit of a binge eater when it came to stress um had it in the past with a bad relationship had it in the past with uh, work stresses um you know i get lazy i end up eating and it's not it's not just you know one meal here and there it's literally uncontrollable binge eating until you finish everything in the cupboards um but on the other end of the spectrum
1: This also can be a no appetite. So I've had this recently where I had quite a stressful, traumatic experience um, over the Christmas period and it must have been for about a week I hardly ate, which then in turn affected my training, affected any ability to concentrate Um, and it it wasn't that I was consciously choosing not to eat, it was the fact that my body was almost rejecting it, I felt sick um, and it was, it was the stress, it was sort of all, all consuming, um, it was all I thought about, I couldn't think about anything else and the thought of food, um, it made me feel sick. We've got also got some symptoms of stress, so I know for myself, sleep is a big one. Um, if I've got a lot of things worrying around my mind and I've got a lot to think about, it can take me quite a while um, at night to get to get to sleep and switch off. But then in the morning, I don't want to get up. So I can sleep in, um, not want to get out of bed. Um, I don't know how you are with sleep. I don't think you really sleep at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're yeah, a machine.
0: <laughs> so I don't really sleep much. I know we spoke about this in a last in an in a earlier podcast. Um, just due to past jobs, working nights, working on the doors, um, with how busy, obviously, you know, workers with clients and the rest of the business. Um, Usually I can manage that quite well, but in the past, as good as it can be, sometimes the pressures of it, sometimes the growth of the business, good stress can affect uh, me personally anyway. So um, if I've got ideas in my head, if I've got maybe things that haven't been finished, if I've got things that I want to try, that can keep me awake. And again, just like we said before, then the whole cycle starts of, you know, it, does it bring on the cravings? Does it bring bring on sort of, you know, changes in mood, appetite, and, and all the rest of it.
1: And off the back of sleep as well, one thing that I found, and I knew that I was subconsciously struggling, was really bad teeth grinding. And this happened consecutively every night, probably for about a week. And I've never experienced it before in my life. And I was waking up in the morning, I could, I couldn't move my jaw. And that was when I thought to myself, right, there's something going on here behind the scenes that you're not even conscious of. And that for me was sort of a low point. And I think that was one of the major symptoms for me, especially earlier on this year. Um, Another one as well was changes in my behaviour. So anything that I would normally deal with quite well. I mean, it could be anything to do with losing something, losing my card or something happening with my car. Um, Somebody within a family situation or a friend, maybe letting me down. I'd normally do with that quite well, but I was finding myself not lashing out, but not dealing with it perhaps in the best way. I was losing my patience. Um, yeah, and I was probably drinking a little bit more as well, which can lead on to the next subject. So for me, it's um, I'll get to a Friday and I'll think, oh gosh, it's been a stressful week, pass me the line. And actually, that's probably not the best solution. I'll, I'll then wake up on the Saturday morning and feel ten times worse. And I think you can see this with a lot of people as well, this sort of, oh, yeah, I can't wait till Friday. I guess we're sort of wishing our life away we? and we're living for that that bottle of wine or that glass. And ultimately, it's just going to stunt your progression, going to stunt your motivation, um, any areas for growth. And you're not actually getting to the pinpoint of, of where this stress is coming from, you're just masking it ultimately with drinking and also with um, substance abuse.
0: So a lot of people think that that stress comes from one big hit. You know, when they when they have a, a, a binge or if they go out and you know, obviously get, get shit-faced, or whatever it might be, a lot of people, if they look back, they might just think, oh, what happened, you know, the half an hour before that or the 10 minutes before that, and expect to see one big hit Erratic change in their, in their day-to-day or in their lifestyle that caused it but a lot of the times especially what we see with clients a lot of the times It's a like an incremental buildup of stress. So I know with like myself personally There's rarely anything huge that just pops up. It's usually a lot of little things and One by one you can deal with these but there will be a threshold of what you can what you can mentally manage and everyone's threshold or tolerance to that level or that level will be in a different spot um but once it passes that threshold that's when all the symptoms can kick in or some of the symptoms can can start to kick in so uh, you know, when it does come to some some sort of management with that or when, you, when it does come to you looking back and trying to deconstruct and, and dissect it don't just think of that one big thing look about the uh, look for the small incremental steps that get you to that point point. Um, and that's going to lead us on to potential trigger points
1: yeah, so I think one of the, the main triggers for a lot of people is work, is quite a big one. Whether that's you're working on reasonable hours or you've not got a good work-life balance um, or you're struggling to get a job at the moment. I think, um, well, I've got a family member at the minute who she has worked for her company for 14 years. She's given her life to, to the role. I mean, she was very young when she started, more or less at the beginning of, of her adult life and she's been recently been made redundant and that's put a huge amount of stress on her so it's not just if you're working lots of hours and you're going to court it could be um the other end of the spectrum as well another trigger point i personally i have found has been um, relationships sorry that's cute
0: ignore the dog in the (laughs) back
1: um yes so one of mine has been relationships so recently i have gone through a breakup um, it actually happened on Christmas day and I found that if that happened on any other day of the year and, and not such a prominent day for for me and my family I think I probably could have co- coped and dealt with that a lot better than I did um, I think people are often, well they often find that they're stuck in relationships as well if they're married and there's you know that, that financial aspect to it and assets, um, if they've been with somebody for a hell of a long time and they feel like they're going to waste, what, the past 10 years of their life? That's something called the sunk cost fallacy that I've read into. So that is, you, you are basically stopping yourself, uh, deterring yourself from future happiness just because of the time you think you've already invested. Whereas if you are not happy in your relationship, you should cut it there and then because you're only prolonging your unhappiness and your stress. Um, yeah, I'll lead on to Jaina.
0: So... I've been through a bad one with this myself, um, with an my ex-partner. Um, weirdly, it wasn't never anything to do with trust in terms of like other people. Uh, it was more to do with the actual business itself. So, for for those listening, you'll know that this this is everything to me. Every single thing I've I've put into this, I've given up relationships, given up you know essentially kids, any form of life. You know the hours have been until recently. 5 a.m. starts till 2 a.m. finishes, six days a week, and then working the seventh day but getting a bit of an earlier finish. Um, So for me, I think the worst stress that I've got from a relationship personally was I've now had an ex try and take over the business, um, try and steer clients and potential clients away. Um, You know, basically bad information, lies, and whatever else that's been put out there. You know, in the moment, you're already going through the natural you know, stresses of a breakup and then to have that on top of it along with everything else, especially when it's something that you like you love and that you've, you've put your life into. I remember the knock-on effect of that for me was quite bad. <clears throat> I can't think of another time in my adult life where I've had a lot worse things happen to me in life, but from a stress point of view, I think this is probably up there in terms of the stress that it caused. Mm. Um, and it honestly, for a long time, it put me in a bad place. But then, funny enough, just you know a few months later, I soon learned that being away from that sort of toxic environment, it's allowed me to grow to a level where I never could have done before. It's allowed me to work with people I never thought I could. It's allowed me to, you know, the client base is through the roof. Waiting list is, or inquiry list is now 569. You know, starting new businesses, new ventures, all of that I could not have done before with the limitations that I was getting and the stress that I was getting from, the relationship at the time and, and the knock on effect from it. So, you know, it's affected even myself, not something I speak about a lot, but it, you know, some realistically everyone has been through some form of this, some form of, you know, bad breakup or unhealthy relationship. And, you know, it, it's about how you, how you manage it. Um, next, another trigger that we've got is buying a new place.
1: Yeah. So that's something that I am currently looking at now. It's been a very long process. Um, and for me I don't like the fear of the unknown so I did go for a few places at the start and already I'm you know a single person at the beginning of my career money is a bit of a, an issue for me at the moment so I was just trying to bide my time, save up um, and I did get a few knockbacks so I got rejected uh, for a couple of properties and at first I thought oh my gosh please just I can't seem to catch a break and I was sort of blaming everybody else um, and I felt really out of control and that was that was a massive thing for me um, I also found that quite overwhelmed because of I've never had' never been through that process before especially not on my own I didn't know how it all worked and I just felt a bit of sort of information overload um, at nights I was constantly you know googling researching trying to figure out what I was going to do next and yeah for any first-time buyer I think I'll take my hats off to you it is a very stressful process and I found um it still is up until you get the keys and it'll pay off but I think you've got to manage your expectations as well and all these people you see on Instagram who you know they've got the keys they've got the house they've Obviously, gone through setbacks to get there, but you don't always see that.
0: So, yeah, it, it, like we say this a lot don't like, never compare, or oh, it's comparison syndrome, whatever you want to call it. Like, never compare yourself to what you see online. Um, especially when it comes, like, don't get me wrong, we're not saying like people haven't got what they've got. Sometimes that is the case. Sometimes there's a lot of people who fake stuff out there, but you know, like so if you do see that picture of that person with, you know, standing in front of a nice house or a nice apartment with a set of keys it's not they're not just click their fingers and Mm -hmm. you know got that place they would have realistically had to go through some stress or some stresses time effort money everything to get to that point Mm -hmm. so you know we'll go into social media as well a little bit here but never never you know compare your life to someone else's highlight reel because end of the day instagram is a it's a visual platform people want to show their best bits like in in my environment personally you know, we know coaches who pretend to be big online coaches and they're cleaning toilets at you know, the local gym on the corner. You know, we know people who... You, we can go, go on forever about this, but at the end of the day, you know you got to do your homework and it, technically it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. I
1: think um, we, all, we all do it though as well. I, I think that everybody does because... you there's a certain amount of people as well who they'll be proud of themselves and I know when I've done something that I want to celebrate about I want to put it on but then you've also got to show the flip side and do you know what I've worked damn hard for this I deserve this um but you've just got to think about the people who might not be in a good place they might just look at you and think oh well she's got that I don't and at the end of the day we're all on a completely different journey we're all on a completely different timeline and I think people just need to be a little bit um
0: Nicer to themselves, should we say? Yeah, no, that's 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 bang on. Um, yeah, nothing wrong with wanting to show, wanting to show, not success. yeah, not not off, but yeah, show off that show that success, you know, show what you've worked for. I know, I know a few people, especially who, you know, just because of their their lifestyle, the way they work, working from home, their lives are pretty much on their phone. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just their 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 network of people, network of friends are their phone they are online and if you don't have that face-to-face network depending on where you are or the type of person you are or who's in your area or the environment that you're in then you know that's that's how you show your life and again like I said at the start Instagram is you know things like Instagram it is a, it's a visual platform mm-hmm. so you've just got to pick out you know what's good for you versus what's not good for you I know of both of us but I know for myself I do have a list of people that are muted you know, they've not done Definitely, anything. Yeah. Uh, it, it needs to be done. Like these people might not do anything specifically to impact you or might not direct anything at you. They could be the nicest person on the planet, but it's easy to depend on your emotional status in that moment in time. That will depend on how you read or see that picture. Definitely. It's, it's the same as if someone sends you a text message, text message, you could read that in so many different tones. Mm-hmm. The wording can be exactly the same. It's the same with social media. So you know, we'll go into like a bit of management on, on how you can like, well, manage with that later on. Um, but we've got a few more things to talk about in terms of trigger points.
1: Another one that I've seen a lot of, just with close family friends who have become new mums, um, have got young kids. So I think this is quite a big one, just with a lot of them talk to me about a loss of identity, obviously when you're a woman, you have a a baby and you go off work, already you've lost sort of that aspect of your life. I think I've spoke to uh, women who are pregnant and they've they've sort of said that their friends aren't really bothering with them as much because obviously they're pregnant and if their lives revolve around going out, getting wasted, they're not gonna get that invite. Um, And I also think there's a massive emotional impact postnatal as well feelings of isolation, um, not knowing what you're doing and time management as well. So you've, you've got this whole life to look after. You've lost yourself a little bit. And I think that's, that can be a huge trigger for people to manage, especially new mums. And I, d- I don't actually think it's um, new mums. I think you can, no matter how many kids you have, I don't think it can prepare you for um, coping and managing with that. Another one we identified was financial worries, especially with the current climate at the minute, everything's going through the roof. So I think it, what is it now, petrol, national insurance, food, um, there's all sorts that's that's going up and I think that can be a massive worry for people, um, especially if they've got dependents and, you know, a house to run and it can be a very worrying time.
0: For everybody? So personally for me, we'll go into a bit more detail about this later, but when it comes to like financial worries, we will talk about how there are some good stresses and some a lot of bad stresses, but for me personally, I quite like the, the added pressure, whether it's a climate issue, or like an environment issue, or even a personal thing with expenses. I think for me like for me personally that extra pressure does force me to not allow myself to fall into it and i'm not saying everyone can control an environment and other people can just magically make more money but th- there are a lot of things like i know people some some people prioritize certain things over other things it's not it's not maybe what they need but it's what they want and i think that's where there needs to be a bit of a, not needs to be but if you, if you want to have a better quality of life there has to be a bit of a mindset shift between what do you need versus what do you want um, you
1: know. I've, I've been there. I've, got, I've gone and spent money on going out, uh, getting my fillers, getting my nails done, getting my lashes done, and then when I, I actually thought to myself, I thought, right, I want to get myself on the property ladder. Something's got like, got to give. So I thought, do you know what, do I really need to get my lashes done? Do I really need to get all this, this, f- these fillers and I had to really cut back and ultimately you've got to prioritise. Do you really do you really need that or do you just want it? And in life I think you've got to make sacrifices and that was one thing that I struggled really to get my head around and now it, it, it has paid off and sometimes you've got to think, you know, I'm doing this for the long run, I'm investing in my future. Um, but the choice is there, everybody's got a choice.
0: The way, I, the way I look at it, like that makes perfect sense. Like The way I look at it is at the end of the day, people do these things, whether it's the way they look, um you know, whether it's to to buy a nice car, to show off, whatever it might be, nine times out of ten, the people at, at that level at that stage in their life, I think personally they they do these things to make themselves feel better. So if we Yeah it's confidence thing, yeah. so if we look at the outcome of what they're doing as being them feeling better or being more confident then like you said for example, saving money or putting money aside to buy to buy the place, the new the new apartment. Now the short-term goal or the short-term satisfaction there would have been, yeah, let's get my fillers or eyelashes and, and eyebrows and whatever oh, else get, done. Go and
1: get wasted. Yeah, or go and get wasted.
0: Yeah. You know, less brunch. Yeah, exactly. Whereas their long-term goal, people don't want to invest into their long-term goal, but the way I see that is if you give up that short-term satisfaction and aim for the long-term goal, yeah, during the, like, the journey there, you might not you might not get the things that you, you want short-term, but the feeling you'll get from that long-term goal will far outweigh any of the short-term satisfaction. So, like, me personally, like, I, I never really go for short-term satisfaction with anything. I'll always go for the long-term goal because I know that long-term goal, yeah, I have to give up a few things in my life sometimes, but I don't miss it because when I hit that long-term goal, I get that satisfaction that can't be matched. So, you know, financial worries, when you, when you look at it, you can be smarter with money, and I don't care what people say. Within, there is something, no matter what level you're on, there is something that you can do to be a little bit smarter or to prioritize and and think of your long-term maybe goals not the right word but no long-term aim you're aiming for versus a short-term satisfaction and like when you when you're actually digging deep into it and like deconstruct it again like, like i said with myself i don't really worry about certain things because i prioritize for my long-term goal I think a lot of people do that. Again, I'm not saying you know, I'm not saying that is the only way of doing things, but I know for me personally that yeah. works. And for example, I don't really have you know stresses in that sense because of the way I think and the way bear in mind I'll be dead straight at people, like nothing was given to me. Um you know, been, been expelled from school, been expelled from college, got a record, you know, like I've I've stacked shelves in the warehouse in Sainsbury's. Um, I've done shitty jobs. I've been stabbed in some of them shitty jobs my first month I earned 147 pound a month so nothing was given to me I've had to work I've had to prioritize certain things I've had to think of a long-term goal so yeah like we still I guess we still get them worries but it, it's how you manage it and and that leads us on to losing control and dealing with external factors
1: yeah so this this for me is a biggie so I know that in in a morning I'll get up and I'll think right this is my plan for the day this is what I want to get done I'll have it structured, I'll have it planned, those are my goals. If something then comes in during the day or something doesn't go how I planned and then I can't get to a certain appointment or something happens to my car or I lose something, it will complete, completely throw me off track. And I know that that's something for me. When we were talking about, about earlier how we pinpoint our certain personality traits and our char- characteristics, that for me is something that I need to work on. I think it's almost sort of like um, what's it called? Like a mi- like mindset, endurance, but not. Do you know what I mean? So, I, like. stamina, like with but for your mind. Like your
0: tolerance of what you're.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, mental threshold. That was the word that I was thinking about. And you could also link that into external factors as well. So if you get up in the morning and it's a crap day it's raining that's not a great incentive is it to go out and do your 10k steps um
0: yeah so like we go through this a lot with clients um external factors are a big thing because i think people sometimes don't the illusion that everything's going to be perfect their variables for the day are always going to stay the same whether it's good weather whether it's the time you finish work whether it's the workload from work whether it's the stress or excitement from a partner you know home life whatever it might be but that's never the case you can control your life but you can't control the external factors you can't control the way you respond to them but you know like you said before whether it's the weather whether it's um you know work work being either a long day or a late night or more demand that day or your boss just could be being a dick one day you you might have an argument with your parents you might have an argument with your other half friends there's so many things someone could be ill someone could be injured these things will impact your day 100% there's
1: no point trying to like deter them and think oh that's it's not going to happen and you can't always be as regimented as I would like to be and I know that when things do inevitably happen it's how ultimately I respond and react to that and how you take that on and propel yourself forward that's the important thing
0: it's actually like, I, I used to say when I first started, I used to say to people, if you don't want to slip, don't go where it's slippery. But like, I soon learned that was the worst thing to do because mm-hmm. you're essentially, it's like Pandora's box. You're building this, it's like a pressure cooker. You're building this pressure up, not knowing how to deal with that situation or a similar situation. Then when it does actually pass the threshold, you absolutely explode. Whereas it's actually easier to be thrown into the deep end first, you know, and, and, you get, to learn, you get to learn from it
1: I think that comes as well from maybe um, a fear of failure and trying to steer clear of something that might be um, something that you should be doing or a road that you should go down and you can't always live your life being cautious and regimented I think sometimes you've got to, to do things that you might think oh this could go very wrong um, but you've got to go for it anyway I think you could have probably thought quite a few times with the whole brand, or this could go yeah,
0: very there's... wrong with
1: the amount that you invested in it and the external factors that could have affected it.
0: Yeah, luckily, like when it first started, I was in a position where, like I said, when I first started, dedicated, I was working two other jobs to pay for to pay for this. Now, obviously, can afford to take more risks because you know we've got like the, the money behind us, we've got the 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 brand behind us, the name, the size of it, the investors so we can take a few more risks now, but even then, every risk is still, you know, you can't just throw money away, mm-hmm. um, but you do learn from your failures, I always say this to people, whether it's a bad relationship, whether it's a bad business choice, like never regret anything, I don't regret a single thing, and mm-hmm. I've done some shitty things in my past, um, I can imagine, some dark <laughs> thing. yeah, so, like never regret anything, but as long as you learn from it, like technically, you know, you could have a, you could have a phone out with your partner, every single week, and it wouldn't be a, necessarily be a bad relationship, as long as, each thing was a different thing and you learned from it and that wasn't repeated again. The Same with business, same with work, your, you know, your tolerance of it and, and your, what you're able to learn and take on board progresses as you adapt. So sometimes you need these, I don't want to call them shit periods in your life, but you know, you need these periods in your life where things have gone wrong and you learn, you build that tolerance. We were just saying before we hit record, we were just talking about relationships, how, you know you could be the exact same person but i guarantee you would handle breakup number 500
1: a lot better than the first a lot yeah a
0: lot better than the first because you, you would have built up unless you're you know realistically you're going to build up some walls you're going to build up some knowledge you're going to build up some data and feedback from people and how to read people and your stuff. i remember my first ever girlfriend royally royally i've spoke about this before messed me up uh, you know, in your, in, your, in your head, you go through all the things that, you know, what was it? Was it this? Was, was it that? Was it me,
1: Was it something through I did?
0: Yeah, every, I think everyone goes for so, it when they go for Definitely, a breakup. Yeah. And then it took me about seven months to realise, one oh, minute, I tried everything, it wasn't even me. Yeah. And now, for example, if I went for a breakup at the stage I am now, I'll just be like, right, well, okay, off you go on your bike. You're lost. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're lost. It doesn't, you know, your tolerance to, to these things change, It doesn't have to just be a relationship. Again, like I said, it could be friends are a good one, like I don't really have many friends, I'll be honest, but,
1: that's the massive thing, that I'm navigating at the minute, so, is looking at my friendships, and, thinking to myself, with some of them, are they giving me, what I need, out of a friendship at the minute, or am I just friends with them, for the sake, that we've had what five years friendship before, and yeah, we've had some, absolutely amazing memories, but, does their, does their lifestyle, and does their mindset, align with mine anymore, and, with, With some of them, I'm I'm thinking to myself, to be honest, no. And am I forcing something that maybe I should just let go? And there are people in your life who I think it's perfectly normal for people to come and go. And I think if people can leave things on good terms or something just to naturally go go down different paths, I think that's what it means to be an adult and evolve, I guess.
0: Yeah, you've gotta be willing to, I'm quite brutal with this now because end of the day, Everything for me is about dedicated. It's about the team. It's about the clients. Anyone outside of that, apart from immediate family, don't really. uh, Oh, Vancouver as well. Yeah, don't want to fit the dog. Don't don't mean anything. Like they don't contribute to my life. Um, You know, so it's very easy for me. If I I don't really get it anymore. But there was a point where I've had very good friends that we've lost just due to jealousy. You know, both in the same environment. One thing I've learned is people want to see you do well, but not better than them. And then once you pass that threshold, their mood completely changes. Now the very, very, very small circle that I've got, which consists of two people outside of, you know, two people outside of dedicated, if you like, they, you know, we sort of, I don't want to say leech, but we we sort of work off each other. Um, You know, I, I can be completely open with them. They have the same mindset as me. Obviously, realistically, everyone within the team has the same mindset because we attract that type of, you know, that that type of person. Um, but you know, with these two people, they have the same mindset as me, the same growth mindset. We can talk for hours about this type of stuff. But like you're saying about certain friends, I don't really get it a lot anymore because, like, I don't really have a friendship group as such because this is this is just all I do. Mm-hmm. But I see it a lot with clients and with some of their feedback, some weeks, some of their stresses. It's not our struggle to you know, I struggle to train today or, um, you know, anything to do with the, the training and nutrition side of things, it usually comes down to peer pressure from their friends or mm-hmm. sabotaging from their friends. You see a lot with, unfortunately, female clients, it's not necessarily the client's fault, but their circle of friends, typically what yeah. you get is people coming from the same environment or the you know, same school or same college, same age group, same chances to, to make something of themselves. Wow. Yeah. and if they haven't and they see someone else progressing past them when that happens I, I personally I think it's a good thing because you see who your true friends are we've had so many clients that have leveled up their friendship groups their lifestyles their their environments even their relationships for quite a few of them as well because they become a better version of themselves they they see what they're worth what they should be you know who they should have around them and I'm the same personally I'll only put people around me who are beneficial to me like anyone who's a dr- any single person who's a dream to me is gone it, it, they just don't need to be in my life
1: I think you're, you've already got there I' I'm, I'm going through that process now I think I'm not quite there yet because sometimes I feel guilty I feel guilty because I'm thinking well they've not actually done anything wrong and then it's sort of me reevaluating and thinking well actually it's it isn't them at all and this is a proper cliche but it's me I've changed and I need to start looking at my boundaries and my friendships and I've really turned a corner this past 12 to 18 months with basically taking taking no shit and if you're not adding anything to my life then what is the point in being in it
0: yeah I think everyone's got like I always call it mental bandwidth like it's like a battery at the start of the day there's only so much you can spend it on before you're wiped out for that day and you need to recharge every little thing picking your clothes picking what to eat talking to people work stresses everything drains that battery. You can replenish a little bit throughout the day, um, but you know the people in your life, the people that you speak to day in, day out, they can ultimately be a big drain. So if you've only got so much mental bandwidth to spend on these conversations and on these things, the last thing you wanna do is waste it on people that aren't gonna help you or appreciate you. I can have conversations with, with clients and some people, and because we're on the same wavelength, they will not be a drain whatsoever on, on my headspace, But like like you were saying, I can see from some people's point of views, like their their friends that they've come up with or grown up with, if they're not coming up with you or growing with you or trying to work on themselves and be a better person, not that they don't have to do that, they definitely don't have to do that. It's up to them, you know. It's each to their own. But you can't let anyone slow you down. And it, like, the way I look at it, it's not it's not feeling guilty. Like you don't want to. If someone's essentially dead weight, as as harsh as that sounds. Then, that is so
1: harsh. <laughs> but if
0: someone is dead weight and you're trying to but, you know yeah. lift yourself up, they're only slowing you down. Yeah. And it might sound selfish, but you have to be a little bit self that you're not harming but someone s- trying to be a better person.
1: Selfish is not a bad thing. I think people throw this word selfish around like it's a bad thing. Ultimately, if you are if you are the worst version of yourself, you're not gonna be anything to anybody else. If you're the best version, the people around you will will thrive off that. So I think ultimately especially as young as we are, you have to be selfish. You know, me and you especially, we've got no dependents. So now is the time, I think, and being selfish is actually a privilege that we can
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people hear the word selfish and they just automatically it's think it's a bad thing. Uh, yeah. But it's just that person's perception of it. Yeah. I think, again, you never, you're never you not hurting anyone trying to be a better person. So there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but we can go through a few things to help with some management. So... You know, I know we spoke about a lot of the, uh, the trigger points um, and some of the symptoms, but we'll go through some techniques on how to potentially manage that.
1: Yeah, so uh, something that I've been... Well, the gym, actually, has been a massive one for me. I'm going out and walking. So I'm very new, to, in the grand scheme of things, very new to the, the gym game, and I only started doing home workouts. Sorry, Jay, I know you don't mean really like home <laughs> workouts. But it was actually through, through lockdown, not last year, before... And, um that helped me so much. the gym going out for walks, getting your 10K steps in, fresh air is a massive one um, leaving your phone at home, getting that headspace, putting on an audio book, you know talking to people, switching your phone off, disconnecting from the world and you can you can do that even if it's just for half an hour and it makes the world the world of difference even if you're just in your car and you, you're putting an audio book on the amount of times I've just been playing music when I go from A to B when actually you could be um, reading well listening to self-help books um, and making more use of your time to invest in you social media is a massive one so having a cleanse I think if you're not working through your social media you can do that at any point and it doesn't have to be coming off it completely it can be like we spoke about earlier you see that person the stories they pop up and you're thinking I don't have anything in common, you're not adding anything to me. Mute them, unfollow them, delete them, block them if they're annoying you. you you've got the power, you've got the choice to to have whoever you want in your inner circle and on your, your social media circle as well. You could also try um, breathing techniques, exercise, mindfulness and other apps that you can get on your phone. Is it the Calm app or something like that? There's also a yeah. programme on Netflix that can can help you um, train your mind, relax. Um, Techniques such as meditation, if you've had a a stressful day, and journaling.
0: So a lot of people don't know this. I think I've only ever told two clients. I actually journal uh, before bed. Um, I use an app, I don't bother writing everything down. Um, I just use an app, it gives me a notification at, can't even remember what time, but it gives me a notification in the evening, Um, it pops up, and as cheesy as it sounds, it's literally just typing in whatever you've done today that you that you like or that you're thankful for, or you know, the positives. Cause for someone like myself, I've I've got this growth mindset and I always want to grow, I always want to be better, I always want to do one up constantly, non-stop. And what I always forget is um like what what's been achieved so far, where I am, like where I am now, where the team is now, where the clients are now and where the where the business is. Um, a long a long time ago actually I did have to go see a therapist, two different therapists about that that growth mindset was so addictive and so obsessive it was stopping me from sleeping. I used to have a notepad by the side of my bed and I'd wake up in the middle of the night thinking of things and I'd have to scribble things down and have to do them there and then because I had subconsciously linked being content to being happy so I could never be I could never be content or can never be happy because, I, I sort of linked them to two words together when really I, sh- I shouldn't have been doing that. I was never really thankful for what I have and what I had. You always wanted more. Always wanted more, yeah, and up to a point, that is a good thing. But past that point, it becomes very obsessive, and life does pass you by pretty quick. Yeah. Like and I was still relatively young, but
1: yeah, I uh, am. <laughs> I know I'm
0: I'm I'm thirty two this year <laughs> and. Like, I get a hard time from my grandma and granddad because I hardly get to see them because I'm always working and they always make me feel guilty. And it's
1: that. Yeah, and
0: that, when, that, when they say that, when I see their face,
1: Perspective. that's
0: what makes me think, shit, do you know what? Yeah. I, like, th- there has to be a point somewhere. Um, you know, I have to be thankful for certain things in my life and certain people in my life. So that's where journaling does come in handy. Um, now, obviously, we've gone through a lot of, like, potential trigger points and, and some possible uh, ways to fix this or work on this. But ultimately comes down to you being able to pinpoint what you think the stresses are. Like I said before, deconstruct it, dissect it, you know, step backwards, work backwards to pinpoint what is causing it or what things are causing it. And then you can work on removing them stresses, building a solid foundation and then then working up. But like we said before, all stress isn't bad up to a point in a certain in certain environments or in certain um scenarios their stress can can be a good thing
1: yeah so looking at the positives then if you think about ultimately in any area of your life if you want to grow and you want to progress um you have to be uncomfortable and you have to step out of your comfort zone a little bit of stress i think can push you forward and it can propel you to do something that you never normally would do. So we've got through quite, quite a chunk today and we've, we've spoke through quite a lot. And ultimately I think it boils down to that everybody, everywhere goes through some form of stress. Whether it's once or multiple times of their life. And it will be multiple. Um, if anybody has got any questions or if they want to share any experiences, please feel free to. If you want to share any hints and tips, I can always share it through um, the page. Please follow and share the dedicated wellbeing page on Instagram and feel free to direct message if there's anything at all that we can help with. Thank you for listening.